Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. All right, here we are. We're back Tuesday morning. Now, you might think, usually we do the sawdust fly thing on Wednesday, but of course, I'm not going to be here tomorrow, so I've asked Peter to bring his guests in today, which you've done. Thank you very much, Peter. You have with you in the studio today, uh, well, first of all, the big guy is DJ, who is the chief of competition. Today's theme is going to be around the uh, championship in logging lumberjack world championship in Hayward starting August 1st, going through Saturday, August 3rd. And uh, DJ, we're going to ask you a lot of questions about that competition, but we have with you one of the competitors, a guy out of California, probably never logged a truckload of wood in his life, but he's, I can tell he's a competitor. <laughs> he probably eats sawdust for, for lunch. Nate Hodges. Yep, Nate is, he's pretty well built, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Good, good Wednesday morning. How is everybody doing out there? Now, let me understand this. Yeah, Nate climbs up trees with the use of these uh, stakes. He drives them in by hand and then pulls himself up. No? That sounds really good and thirsty, but not Probably quite. not, no. But anyway, folks, thanks for tuning in, Brad. Thanks for having us here. It's yes. a beautiful day. The swamps are going to freeze here pretty quick, but we're all right. Oh, geez, don't say that. Don't say that. It's but good. anyway, uh, the World Lumberjack Championships is held in Hayward, Wisconsin every year, and it's a great thing. I haven't been there for a while, but we plan on coming down and watching it this year, thanks to the folks down in Hayward. And it's been going on for, this is their 60th year, which is, fantastic 60th year 60th year i didn't know it was that because when i first started contacting them was probably about two three months ago and i didn't know when it was or the times but i thought this would be great to bring it in now pete uh, we were talking a little bit before the show started hayward has a number of big events they have the berkey biner they have what else what what other the fat tire bike race and the world lumberjack championships and that's what i want to talk about just a little bit is all these things that they have there at hayward you take the Berkey Binder, you take the Fat Tire Bike Race, and you take the World Lumberjack Championships. All that has been there because all these competitors are actually running on old logging roads. Yep. See, they weren't built by the skiers what are using it now, but all these trails that they're running their races on, all these Fat Tire Bike Races, it was all established by loggers many years ago, and they're running on the same roads that were established back many years ago. Wow. So it's to show a little illustration is if you take the locking out, the trails wouldn't be there. You wouldn't be having the races. Yeah. And if, if you have that, they all join together. That's why I said in the past, uh, all economies run on a three-legged, uh, all economies generate from only three spots in the world. And it comes from mining, farming, and logging. And if you take one of them out, the economy will collapse. And that's why with the Berkey Biner, <laughs> with the Fat Tire Bike Race, and also with the World Lumberjack Championships, it is all because it has started somewhere else a little bit. But wow. you build on people, build on, build on it. And DJ here, he's one of the main guys that run the whole organization, put in many, many years of uh, volunteerism because he's not wealthy by doing this. He actually <laughs> lose ground financially doing this stuff like everybody knows out there. But DJ, uh, if you could tell the folks out there a little bit about yourself and uh, yeah, what do you do? What do you do normally when you're not promoting the World Lumberjack Championships? Well, I'm just really blessed. I'm I'm one of those kids, a local kid that grew up in Hayward, and uh, always had an interest in the natural resources. Okay. Uh, when I left Hayward uh, High School, I went down to uh, University of Stevens Point, got my college degree in forestry, and was able to come back and work for this family firm. Uh, this family firm, Johnson Timber, Future Wood. 
was very, very supportive of the Lumberjack World Championships, and it was uh, it was always kind of fun because the organizers of the event back in the 70s and 80s, or 80s, you know, when I was getting out of school, would come to us and say, hey, find us some wood for this event. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and we'd go out there and we'd kind of handpick the, help these guys, I handpicked the wood. And, of course, we got involved and we were on the dock crew and uh, we did all these things. And so it's just being a Hayward guy, uh, it's, it, you know, you, you step up and you assume the role and you run with it. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great event for our town and, and uh, it's, it really brings international uh, uh, attention to now, our... Now, DJ, a lot of the events that are involved in the World Championship Logging really aren't... Well, they don't have a real connection anymore with logging. For example, let me throw this out. Log rolling used to be that it did start in the logging industry back when they used to move the logs down rivers and down streams. These guys would get out there and move logs around, but they don't do that much anymore, do they? No, I don't think they have to, at least not in our region. And we, like you said, we, it was only fitting that the Lumberjack Championships would come to Hayward. I mean, yeah. we had Weyerhaeuser, we had Heinz sure. that had big sawmills back in the day at the turn of the century. Oh, yeah. You know, now yeah. we're blessed to have LP and, and some of the industry, uh, uh, Arkland and, and whatnot there uh, in, in our town. And it's, it's just the new generation. But it's a, it's a great way to symbolize the sport. Uh, they come back and, 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 you know, the history is just outstanding. Now, I'm interested, Nate Hodge from California you got involved in uh, in this competition. You're not a logger by trade. You don't do it as a regular job, but you're uh, obviously an athlete. How did you come into the logging competition? How did how did you first get exposed to that? Well, I'll start off by saying I, I am from from out west. I, I live in a small town in the exact center of California, where you know originally the the town thrived it was a logging community that's was all it, it was okay. yes it, it was a full-blown logging community from the early 1900s and um that's how everybody made their living you know and and uh even even myself actually out of high school went directly to work for for columbia no Helico- columbia okay. helicopters which is a logging outfit that uh that uses a helicopter to do the logging operation and and I'll tell you what, that's one heck of an operation I'll to bet. be under. We could we could talk about that all day, but we'll move on, you know, and, and with me me chasing that helicopter all around the west coast and and logging actually kind of taking a slowdown, you know, like it has just about everywhere due to, you know, regulations and especially out there in California. I was gonna ask you, is there much logging in California anymore? I'm just curious. It doesn't seem you know, like there would be it it there is. There is some and, and, and we're we're seeing a slight turnaround, but for the most part it completely just just fell it was off the dried radar. up because of yeah. regulations and so yeah. me seeing that I moved on and pursued you know, pursued my career in construction. I'm now a general contractor, but you know, I also have um you know, our small town had a had a lumberjack competition, you know, okay. as well, which is a very popular thing with loggers. This is what they wanted talk, to do. Talk they, about your competition. I I made light of it, but what what is your actual? What's your top skill? What do you do? You you climb a tree, but how do you do it? What do you? What's well, the, you know, I, I've got a lot of my. You know, I'm, I just finished ranked number two in the country okay. um, at the the National Steel Timber Sports Championships last weekend in Milwaukee. But um, I did manage to set what is the the new official u.s record and what's called the springboard chop okay. um explain this, how that works this is an amazing event when you watch all the you know for me i'm very passionate about this event it's it's the longest event it takes the most amount of time out of any lumberjack competition or event that there is 
And it very much relates to what the early loggers did back in, in the early 1900s. And they actually still use the same techniques today where you have a very large stump on, on a big tree, right. especially out west. And you you could you can get up that tree about six eight feet higher and reduce the the diameter of that tree greatly and make it easier to cut. So they would actually use springboards, carve a notch into the tree, and these old time loggers, you know, would get up on these. When you, you say know, carve a notch with an axe, yes, or? with an axe. Okay, and, and you you're essentially just making a notch in a tree that your springboard, which is about like a two by six, will sit in, and then you get up on this plank and you start your you know, get to work on this tree and guys would work all day long with an ax or an old handsaw to get this tree on the ground. And that I mean, sounds like it would be very dangerous. It, it is very dangerous. Boards. It's the da- most dangerous event. And you know, it's, it's old logging techniques made into a modern day competition that we can have fun and still relate to what the, you know, the old legends used to do. So, okay. and you go, when you, when they were using it to actually log, would they go up the tree as far as they could, take the top section off, and then work their way down, or how you know, would they? Not in this particular event. This okay. this was um, they didn't climb the tree like you'd see in Toppet. They would more or less, if you, if you kind of visualize a tree and you and you look at the stump, the stump is the firmest and the largest part of the tree. Sure. So, and and you know a lot of times, especially out west, like I said, these trees could be twelve feet in diameter. So if you tried cutting that on the stump at twelve foot. You're gonna be. You're gonna have two days of work. Yeah. You know, and you get up about eight feet, and immediately that cones up, and and you can reduce that by, you know, down to eight feet, and and the wood's a little bit softer. So these are real techniques that the guys use. It's not something they just did for fun. They were out there working hard and trying to be productive, and yeah. so it's pretty neat to see that you know relate to what we do now as just so competitors. How, how much of your time now do you do in competition versus your work? Yep, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. That's a tough balance. Well, you and, know what? Can we can we hold that for a second because we happen to have a guy on the line here on the phone oh. that we need to get involved with yep. us here. Uh, now, if you remember back, on, well, a number of years ago, mm-hmm. a guy got involved in politics over in northern Wisconsin. I have a hard time remembering his name, but yeah, well, something to Duffy, Duffy, Sean Duffy, I something think, like or something that. like I that. I think it was. Yes, and uh, and when he wasn't busy having children. <laughs> That's just a sh- little shot children. at you there, Sean. I'm sorry. I couldn't, couldn't help it. But when he wasn't busy having children, he was involved in, started off in the logging uh, competition kind of area. I don't know. Did you ever log for our actual uh, employment, Sean, or was it just kind of competition that got involved? No, I didn't. Hey, it's great to be with you, Brad. I, I started off uh, as a as a young, you know, five, six-year-old learning how to log roll in Hayward. And from there, uh, I learned how to climb and chop. Uh, but you know, just just a, a, a quick thought on these lumberjack sports. As I've traveled and, and met a lot of people, if you talk about lumberjack sports, you know, people will think you've got a you know a big fat guy with some suspenders on or yeah, exactly. Or he's got a red and black uh, wool shirt that he's wearing. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they think it's kind of hokey. But when people actually come and see this sport, I mean, you have. You know, uh, I mean, great athletes, I mean, strong, good-looking, you know, in the prime that have perfected these skills. I mean, talk about the springboard chop. I mean, chopping a notch in a tree to put a board, it takes six hits. They oh, yeah. swing six times, and the accuracy, with a, it's like a razor blade, you know, one hit hitting in, in, where the last hit let off. Yeah. Um, have you, and, have you ever and, met and, uh, Nate Hodges, who's in the studio with us now? 
I know Nate. Yeah, he's a great guy and a, and a great athlete. Well, he but, he looks like he ought to be a middle linebacker for some pro football team. Either that or hitting home runs out of a ballpark someplace. I mean, he doesn't have a big big fat belly and a big uh, no no. In fact, he's, he's got big athlete. fat arms. That's what he's got. Big fat. <laughs> Right, big fat, not a big fat belly, big fat arms. And so, but what's so cool about this event is, you know, people uh, people come from you know all over the region and and all over the country to come and see the the, the finest athletes and these skills of the old time lumberjack. Yeah, but really modern day athletes, you know, and they're, they're the chopping competition, the sewing competition, the log rolling is fierce, and the speed climb is kind of like the bull riding of the rodeo. You know, guys racing up and down sixty and ninety foot spar poles. It's just great entertainment. And it also, you know, feeds back into the history of this part of America, where our, all of these communities in, in Wisconsin and Minnesota, where we have the large white pines, our communities were built on, on logging towns. Absolutely. And, and what's sad, you know, you talk about Northern California, but we have challenges here where these regulations come into place and they take out the job of, of these loggers, but also, you know, the guys in the mill. And we don't have a better renewable resource than our forests. Yeah. That you know they replenish, and we should we should manage them and harvest them and use them because they're great jobs. It produces a great economy, um, and and uh, and and uh, great people and sports families. Well, Sean, I I know that you've been involved in the Hayward uh, Festival for a long time, at, at least as a spectator and as a, comp- a competitor. But what what kind of impact does an event like this, the uh, World Logging uh, Competition, have in the Hayward area? Just talk a little bit about the business that occurs during that period of time. Well, the summer is always important for us. We're we're a resort esque community in Hayward, and you I mean you have you know thousands of people pile into this area, and not only do our hotels fill up. If you have an Airbnb that you rent, you know that's been rented. Our restaurants, our grocery stores, um, our you know whether it's go karting or candy stores. I mean, the, the money that flows into our community on this weekend is substantial. Yeah. And oftentimes, a lot of our businesses they make or break it in the summer. And an event like this is, I mean, just great for our economy. And if you take even the, the spectators aside, the log rolling, you know, what's what's pretty cool about this sport is it's kind of it's kind of caught fire in in YMCA's and colleges across the country. You have all these young people who are learning this sport. Yeah. And they come with their families to Hayward as well. So the families that compete and then the spectators that come, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a great economic boom for the, the Hayward and, and the larger Hayward area. Well, Sean, it's, it's such a privilege to have you on with us this morning. I, uh, when I heard you might be on, I was, uh, I was really glad to hear that because I know logging has, uh, in this competition in Hayward has had a big impact on, on you in politics uh, way back from the very start. Yeah, so I, I, I won the 90-foot speed pole climb twice and the 60-foot three times, and uh, I come back every year, um, you know, to, to make sure I'm part of this event. And obviously, I'm a, it's a little, Brad, it's a little tougher to, to climb up a 90-foot pole with an extra 25 or 30 pounds around your midsection. <laughs> I'll bet. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's great to see the young new athletes come in and, and compete, and for me, uh, to be the, the, the congressman for, you know, a third of the state of Wisconsin, and, and much of my part of Wisconsin, you know, our communities, you know, stem back to the logging industry. Sure. It's, it's pretty cool to be part of this history uh, and, and, to be, and be the congressman representing this area in Washington uh, and, and fighting for, you know, the, the industry and the jobs and the economy that come from this great part of our history. 
Well, Congressman Sean Duffy, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're going to continue on with our discussion, but uh, we are very very thankful that you joined in this morning. Thanks for having me, Brad. It's kind of nice to talk uh, something other than politics this morning. Yes, I agree with you. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you, Congressman. So, Nate, we were talking a little bit about your competition, and uh, the congressman referred to it, too, and said, you know, got to be a hell of an athlete to be able to do that. So you you notch a tree and then you put this board into it, then you step up on it and you continue to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. And so, and not to mention we're we're swinging a you know six and a half seven pound razor blade of an axe that's about seven and a half to eight inches wide. And so you get up on that top board, you're about nine feet in the air, and and then that's when you let her rip. You're going full speed trying to cut this block of wood in half and beat your competitors and do the best you can. It's So the competition itself, do you have to notch yourself up to a certain level, then yes. cut the tree yes. off? Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, so that's what makes the springboard chop, you know, the most, I would say, it, it requires the most skill, I believe, in, in my opinion, because there's multiple things happening. You You've got two springboards, you've got the axe, and you're putting in a very precise notch into a into a nine-foot pole that you're then going to trust to get up on and then do again. I was so, going to say, how you know, I, I'm I mean, trying it, to visualize what this notch would be like that would hold a board. Yeah. But it's got to be at an angle that the board and then yep. your weight on it holds it in place. And it's just like you're visualizing there. And, and, you know, when I first started this and I looked at it, I go, how are they doing this? You know, and it's... It looks unreal, you know, to watch on videos. And anybody who's interested to see is all you really need to do is Google springboard chop okay. lumberjack competition and videos will start popping up. And I'll tell you what, it is one of the funnest events to watch. It's it's just amazing. And and what we can do, and it, it's, it's a great time. That, that's why it's my favorite event. Well, guys, we are a commercial radio, so we do have to take a commercial break at this point. But uh, we're going to come back with our guest this morning, uh, of course, the host of this segment that comes to us every month, the last Wednesday of every month, is Peter Woods, who is a real commercial logger here in northern Minnesota. But we're privileged to have with us in the studio today Nate Hodge, who is a uh, world-class competitor in this, and then DJ, who is the chief of competition for the uh, World Lumberjack Championships in Hayward, which is going to take place, by the way, this coming Thursday, a week from now, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, August 1st through the 3rd. Actually, is it two weeks? Days from now. Or two days from now. That's right. It's Yeah, what am I thinking? Today's uh, the last day. We're at the day. end of August. Today's the last no, day of July. No, we're at the July. end of July. <laughs> we're at the end of July. August 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Yeah, tomorrow's the last anyway, day. Anyway. We got to take our break. Uh, I want to talk to you about B and B Market up in Cloquet, Minnesota. Uh, we all know that B and B is a great place if you're looking for quality meat products. They have specials every week, and I am uh, privileged to allow you to know what these specials are this week, which is uh, from today. Uh, through August 2nd, or actually through Saturday, August 3rd. You can get pork chops, 99 cents for four ounce each pork chops. You can get ribeyed steaks, four ninety nine a pound. Of course, their special on ground beef is the same every week. You can buy lean ground beef for $2.99 a pound. But they've got so many more things. We were talking about bacon earlier in the day. Well, they got royal bacon for $1.99 a pound or farmland bacon for two ninety nine. 
And, of course, they're a full-line grocery store. They carry catering. If you want to cater an event, they've got shrimp. They've got kebabs. They've got it all going on up at B&B Market, which is at the top of the Big Lake Hill in Cloquet. Uh, you can call them for weekly specials. If you want to know uh, if you've got a big event coming up and you want to know what uh, 30 pounds of shrimp is going to cost you, give them a call at 879-3555. That's 879-3555. They're open seven days a week, Monday through Friday from 6 in the morning till 9 at night. And they're open every Saturday from 7 in the morning till 9 at night. And you can look up their specials on the Internet. Just go to B&B Market Weekly Specials, and you'll see the specials right there. So try them out, folks. And while you're up there, don't forget to fill up your car with some of the least expensive gas you will find anywhere at B&B Market, top of the Big Lake Hill in Cloquet. So we'll take this break, and then we'll come back with more live on a Tuesday morning here with Sound Off. The Drive Home with Levin. Mark Levin, every weekday beginning at 5. On the Talk of the North, 710 and FM 98.1. WDSM. Giant Redwood. Larch. The fur. The mighty Scots pine. The smell of fresh-cut timber. The crash of mighty trees. With my best girl by my side, we'd sing... Sing! Sing! I'm a lumberjack and I'm okay. I sleep all night and I work all day. He's a lumberjack and he's okay. He sleeps all night and he works all day. I cut down trees, I eat my lunch, I go to the lavatory. On Wednesday, I'll go shopping. That's my favorite part of that song, and I go to the lavatory. (laughs) Makes the guy feel a little bit happy and... Almost like you feel important, but then you realize you go home, you're not. No. <laughs> and you go home and your wife tells you, get out in the woods and what make some money. What are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Bring some wood in. We got to go in here. <laughs> anyway. So, so we're talking about the World uh, Lumberjack Championships in Hayward this coming weekend, starting Thursday. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. DJ, give us a rundown of what people are going to see when they're... First of all, does anybody come to these events? <laughs> Do you ever yeah, get we, any viewers there? Yeah, we have a few folks. A couple uh, we have of people? A, yeah, no, it's it's uh, usually we get three to 4,000 people a day. Okay. You know, we fill our bleachers, and uh, the uh, competition starts on, on Thursday. And we will start out with what we feel are the 24 best applicants in each discipline of, okay. of that show. And so what we do is we start out with 24 uh, uh, competitors. I'll just say uh, we went back to uh, uh, Nate, uh, Nate's uh, springboard chop. We'll start with 24 competitors, and then by, by Saturday we will have it knocked down to the, to the top four in that event. Okay. Now the standing chop, which uh, Nate is a very good standing chop, we'll start again with 24. We take the 12 best on Friday. And then we get it down to the final six on Saturday. Now, the standing chop is just where you see how fast a guy can get through a specific diameter log. Yeah, we use 14-inch uh, lathe turned aspen. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's all turned specifically that same size. And so, so these uh, axes they're using, you could shave with, literally. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, I think you'd cut yourself uh, big time. <laughs> so... They're, uh, they are razor sharp, and I think you know Nate can probably tell you more about that. But he he has to use different types of axes for firm wood. You know, aspen sometimes can be a little bit firmer than say like the white pine sure. that they saw on. Sure. 
So, so then you have, uh, so what other competition? Now you have the hand saw or what they call it, the buck saw? Yeah, so we have the single saw. We have the double buck uh, for men. Uh, we have the Jill and Jill where two women go at it. Uh, okay. We have the master's division where the masters come back. We've got a couple of guys uh, in their early masters 80s. Masters meaning old guys like me. Yeah, you have to be 50. <laughs> well, you got to be 50 years or older. Okay. And, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've got guys like uh, Dave Stadler from Bemidji comes back. Um, I think he's right around 80. Gus Carlson. Uh, from Tall Moon, uh, Tall Moon, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. eighty years old. Uh, come back. We've got a couple of gentlemen uh, uh, coming over from New Zealand that uh, been past uh, competitors, uh, champs uh, that are coming back. And wow. so we do a handicap event, kind of based on their ability, because we got some guys that are in their early fifties going up against these guys in the eighties. Yeah. And these guys in the eighties will probably start out with a they'll start out with a thirty-five, forty-second handicap, and uh, these uh, these guys in the early fifties will try to come and catch them. So now the ladies compete in which competitions? What uh, log rolling? Yep. So they got the log rolling, and then in the in the women's uh, division, they they'll compete uh, in the uh, Jack and Jill, and then they also do a uh, uh, underhand chop where they stand right on the block okay. and chop that just like they do uh, with the men. They they chop on a eleven inch lathe turn block, okay. where the men are actually chopping on a fourteen inch in the professional. Division. Now the, the competition in Hayward starts at if if people are listening this morning and they're thinking, you know, this would be a great event to spend the weekend out there. First of all, they might have a hard time finding a hotel at this point, but yeah, but you well, can try. Yeah, no, no lodging's going to be tough. But, you know, we get going. We get going right around 11 o'clock on, uh, on Thursday and, and again on Friday because we've got – We've got to run like sometimes four heats in each discipline. Sure. What's really nice about the show, the show actually starts at 6 p.m. each night. Okay. And we found over the years that works out really well because we condense everything, uh, all the different disciplines into about a two-and-a-half-hour show. And Lumberjack Bowl, if you've ever been there, it's a really, really neat atmosphere. Uh, we've got a couple of docks, one on each side, where we can take and run one event, shift it back over to the other side of the bowl. And so it's, it's really kind of fast-moving. Okay. And uh, we, we make it very, we try to make it very entertaining, but, uh, you know, yet maintain the integrity of the competition. Absolutely. Well, we have to take our bottom of the hour uh, Fox News break. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody, uh, our friends over at Solutions Insurance would once again like to ask you to stop by and get a free insurance checkup. Check out to see what you're currently paying now if you're maybe paying too much. Uh, Solutions Insurance represents 50 or 60 companies out there. They've got the rates for all of them uh, in a computer system. They'll just ask you some basic information, who your de- what your deductibles are, what your coverages are, and you might find out that you could save a great deal of money and it doesn't cost you a dime to have that free insurance checkup. So please, uh, if you haven't taken the opportunity yet, give 624 7730 that's 624-7730, a call, Solutions Insurance. Uh, they, you might be the next big winner to save a lot of money by doing the free insurance checkup at Solutions Insurance. We're going to take our Fox News break, and then we'll come back with our friends from the uh, World Logging Championships in Hayward, Wisconsin. Catch Sound Off on your schedule. Download the podcast today at 710WDSM.com. Well, as you can tell by the music, the Woodchopper's Ball, we're into our segment here with Peter Woods. Uh, 
the uh, we do this once a month, Peter, and we've been yep. doing it now for what? How many years? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, this it's is the been, it's like third, third year. Third year. It's the actually third year. I forgot about yeah, July. 2016 was the very first show I ever came on. And I remember when you uh, called me on the phone to, to, to see if we could maybe do it for a half an hour or something. Yeah, I called you up on a whim on a Saturday, yeah. and I thought, I'm not going to get a hold of this guy. He's busy. <laughs> and he picked up, we talked for a while. And, it, and I, I thought it was a great idea, but after I hung up, I thought, well, I wonder if this will play out for a month <laughs> or so. This will last maybe one or two yes. shows, and this guy's gone. <laughs> and now, uh, now it's probably one of the most anticipated segments of the whole month. People uh, tune in. In fact, Tim's mom loves this segment more than anything else. She doesn't listen to us the rest of the time. She well, care less. I, I can only thank you guys here <laughs> and to thank the listeners out there. It's a pleasure to allow us to come into your house and life for once a month and Tell, tell, tell you a little bit of window opening of what the timber industry is really like. And this is one of the other ones. And you go back to the World Lumberjack Championships in Hayward, we have competitors like Nate where they practice and practice and practice at it. And he looks like he lifts weights, doesn't he, well, Brad? I, you yeah. can tell he's a professional athlete. Yeah, I very, mean, you can tell. Very well built a, in that. Yeah. And, and they put a lot, of, a lot of time and effort in. And if you get a chance... Go down and take a look. Well, he was, just, uh, he was just showing me, Nate, maybe we can talk about this, but he was just showing me this this chainsaw uh, competition where they uh, cut a log down and then up in uh, kind of a uh, one motion. But this chainsaw looks like it was something that come out of uh, Mad Max, the thunder days or something on tv i mean this is this chainsaw what uh, where do they get something like that or they build them themselves or where do they come up with something like that? well you know it's this this will be the drag race of of your chainsaw yeah. events i mean <laughs> yeah. and you know this is one that a lot of guys from all over the country are coming here just to win this what we call a hot saw race and it goes from you know a guy might build one in his backyard kind of like a you know, like you might build a little race car or something, okay. or you can, there's a few, you know, top professional. So it's like open competition. It's, it's very open, you know, and, and it's unique. It's not like we're going to go down to, you know, to the uh, chainsaw shop and pick one of these off the shelf. It's, no. it takes months and months of building and perfecting and you're, you're building a, basically a, a, a race car motor, you know, or in my case, mine's a, a 250 CC dirt bike. That's been bored over to 330 CCs. <laughs> You know, with with sixty horsepower and mounted onto a chainsaw. Yeah. And, and you know, just to put that in perspective for the people listening, you can go down to the you know the saw shop, and you're gonna. I think the biggest saw you can buy stock off the shelf is maybe eight or nine horsepower. Okay. You know, and and that's gonna be a big steel eight oh eighty eight or an eight eighty, and and we're talking sixty horsepower here. We're gonna make we're gonna make a twenty second cut in one second with this machine and. And you want to talk about getting the crowd going. So that, that I mean, in my eyes, that, that's a must-see for people. Does Hayward have videos of this on their webpage if people are thinking now this morning, eh, that sounds like interest. I'd like to see what that looks like in a competition form. No, absolutely. You can Google that, and we should have it on our website as well. But like Nate said, it's a 20-inch diameter pine. Yeah. And they will make three cuts somewhere between six and eight seconds. Well, with the one he was showing me, it looked like the guy was going through a stack of butter. Droop, droop. Yep, <laughs> that's forth. true, and that, and that's what it is. It's, I mean, you're hanging on. This saw is it's cutting, and 
Sometimes it's as quick as you can just hang on to that motor. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not pushing it through the log and forcing it. It's but with the kind of poundage on that much horsepower, you got to have some muscles just to pull that thing up to just get the saw yep. up after you've had the downward right. stroke. Uh, you know, it, it can be a dangerous event if you're not properly fit and, and trained how to run these things. It's, you know, it's it's like any big time race event. You're lots of training in the backyard. I noticed one thing when watching the videos, their foot stance is different than a normal saw guy because how your feet are different than how I would hold the saw. It must be because of the throw of the motor and the throw of the chain coming off that. Because describe how it goes down and you come back. Isn't it how that goes, Nate? Yeah. So, you know, there's there's different ways to go about the race. But typically, and like you would see this weekend, it's it's a cold start. You know, the motor's not running. Your hands are on the wood. And upon go, you reach down. You're going to start. You're going to have one chance to start your motor. And then you're going to make a down cut, and then you make an up cut, and another down cut for a total of three cuts. So when that and, announcer says "ready, set, go," then you got to start yeah, it and, and the, come down. And the pressure's on, you know. And you're racing against the best hot saw operators in the world here this weekend, and and everybody is coming here to win this event at Hayward. I mean, we're sure. traveling. I'm come coming from California, and and we're here to make a show, have fun, and. You know, a lot of pride is on the line here. DJ, I was asking you, uh, uh, are they doing this just for fun and trophies or a cupcake or what? And you said, oh, no, we got cash money here. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, our prize payout is 68000 bucks this year, Jeez. and it's going to get better. I mean, the all-around title, uh, we got 2500 bucks on the line for each man and okay. woman and uh, if they win the all-around title. So, it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty prestigious. I think Nate can tell you that we're definitely probably the largest show in North America, if not the largest. Okay. Yeah, there's there's no doubt that this is the the most prestigious and with the largest payout in, in North America, and that's why you're going to see the top competitors here. And you bet you, you need to get out, you need to get out be, here and check it out. Everybody's going to be on their game. Man. That's right. <laughs> so, so Nate, if a person's listening out there and they're thinking about it in their motor head, let's say, and they're thinking maybe. I can't do the axe. I can't do the cross cut. I'm definitely not going to do the pole climb. But well, let's say I wanted to do the power saw, the motorhead out there. How would he go first, or she really want to get into this and start thinking? I want to try this. Maybe they'll come down and watch you and say, "I'm not doing this," and no matter what anybody says, or they'll say, "I'm interested." What would be their first steps in being coming a hot saw operator? Well, yeah, that is a. There's some tough steps on that road, but I mean, realistically, if if somebody shows the passion to, to get involved with the sport and want to be a hot saw operator, uh, your best thing, you know, you're going to want to look somebody like myself up, maybe on Facebook or something. I am, you know, on Nate Hodges on Facebook, and easy to find there. You know, aside from that, you're you've got to know somebody you know that's what's unique about this sport it's not like um, your normal sports where you just go well in. i i would visualize too and i might be wrong but i'm visualizing if somebody just gets started in this you're not going to start off in the hayward world championships you're going to start at some small competition somewhere down the line and build yourself some no some absolutely ball. and we look at that you know as the chief of competition there is a minimum qualifier yeah. And so if you don't make the grade, I mean, you've, you've got you've to have that discipline and you've got to have that experience to, to even come to Hayward. And I think Nate will tell you, I mean, he, the hot saw, I mean, you, you've got, what, 10000 bucks in your saw? Yeah, that's right, DJ. I mean, you've got a, you, you got a $10,000 motor here that's it's built to perfection, you know, and, and that's, the, that, now, that's what we're doing. Now, do you do the mechanic work on it yourself, or do you have somebody that does that as yeah, well? Or? Yeah, you know, for the most part, us competitors, we know our, our motors, sure. our, our hot saws, you know, fairly well. So as long as it's not a full engine rebuild or something, we'll do all the maintenance ourselves. We, you know, do little tune-ups and change the spark plug and 
check nuts and bolts because these things are running, you know, they're running fast. So it's just like when you watch a NASCAR race, they need to be worked on after the race. So how much horsepower are you kicking out? What's the RPM when that thing's wide open on a saw like that? Gosh, you know what? I, I'm not 100% sure on the RPMs. It's up in the, it's above 10,000. I think, you know, 15,000 RPMs, 200 mile an hour chain speed. So, I mean, so the chain breaks once in a while, chain breaks and you've got a problem on your hands. I mean, oh. we are, we are wearing full blown uh, uh, safety gear, yeah. yeah, eyes, ears, and we've got guards up in front to, to protect us from the other competitors. So it's, it's safe, but it's like any other, you know, oh, race event, things seven. can happen, yeah. you know? So uh, it doesn't sound that safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's as safe as we can possibly make it, but you know, and, and 60 horsepower, like I mentioned earlier, that's. That's unreal, you know. It's and what's the weight of that saw? If somebody's you're going, right. You're usually hovering right about sixty pounds. So it's quite a bit of normal saws in the teens. A lot of times that we use in the woods. Yeah, your arms get tired now, but you're only doing it for three cuts. But still, when you wind that wind that horse up, it's probably a different feel to it and everything. Imagine oh throw the motor can throw the beaver tail up at you, can't it like that? Yeah, there's there's lots of things that can actually go wrong in this event, and we don't we try not to think about that, but we know. And, and like mentioned earlier, you don't just walk up and run in one of these. There's steps no. that are taken. You got to get the feel for it. I, I know guys that are like, oh, I, you know, I've been logging for a long time. I run chainsaw. I can do this, and and they run one of these, and they are scared. No, you know, you, you got to respect it because it will tear up. Unbelievable. When I watch it, it's it's not normal. Well, yeah. when you, when you guys were talking around, uh, talking about all around champion, does somebody have to compete in every event, or do you get three, four events that you have to qualify into? How does that go? Yeah, we assign points to to every event. So okay. obviously, if you if you're one of those triathlon type guys that can pole climb and log roll and and do the chops well, it, you, what you find though is a, a lot of times you know your best choppers are very very hard to compete with if you're a pole climber. Now we've got a couple of guys that you know Cassidy Shear is going to be there. Uh, he won the, uh, the the Timber Sports Series uh, this past weekend. He's very disciplined in the in the speed climb, and he does pretty well with the log rolling and the boom run. So he he picks up some quite a few points, and he's he's really turned into a pretty good chopper, a really good chopper, uh, the last few years. And, and Sawyer, so he he's going to give these uh, he's going to give these axemen a, a run for their money. Wow, it's it's going to be a busy weekend in Hayward. I have a feeling uh, the place is going to be jamming. Now you're going to be busy all weekend. You're going to be. Uh, I'm sure you're going to get down to Hayward, but you're in an event Saturday up here in Proctor too. Yeah, the plan is to go down and watch these guys compete. It'd be great to meet more of them, like Nate and that. But uh, yeah, it's it's a very fun, exciting time. But then there's also what's called the bus race coming up. And uh, there's the wheel that we're going to try and achieve. I don't know. I might have to bust up a few buses or something. I think you're going to have to run over people. I think you're going to have to run. I was hoping to get a congressman people. or two in there. And <laughs> we're going to put a bullseye on the back of that bus and say, hit me. Oh, man. Now, you did a little competition just to get ready because you hadn't raced since last year in this event. But you you won a heat over in, what was it, Aiken Over County? in Aiken. I, I went there just to watch, and they said, well, do you want to drive? And I said, yeah, I'll drive. I'll take it. And I haven't driven a bus since last year, only once a year. And so I went there, and I thought, I'm going to just give her wide open, see what happens. And, yeah, actually, I won the race. Then then the last heat, there was all, oh, about eight, ten buses out there, and it was towards the back. And 
didn't now, have the we're power very to get around. Privilege because you're racing for us here on WDSM. I mean, this is your little segment every well, last Wednesday. If I could win but it, your I'll bus bring. Says WDSM Talk of the North. It does, and I, we actually purposely put that on there. If it helps my driving. I want to say any complaints or problems. Dial seven two two seventy five hundred. It's the calls, Kenny. I don't want those calls. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, this has been an incredible morning, and I, I know that Hayward, the, the Lumberjack Championships down there, is just a huge draw, uh, a big, big event. How many competitors, uh, DJ, might you have in one given year, for example? Yeah, I think right now we're at about 120 uh, registered professional competitors. Okay. Uh, we'll have the novice competition, so we've got lots of young uh we got lots of young log rollers uh, okay. that are in the, in the bowl. So we see kids out there from, geez, age three or four uh, competing at the different levels. You can see that on, on uh, Fridays and Saturday mornings as well. So there's a lot going on there. And we, we take a look at some of the college guys, too. We run a novice, uh, a novice chop on uh, uh, Friday uh, uh, midday and, and Saturday and uh, look at uh, what the future holds you know, for those guys and gals that are competing there. Now, Nate, you try to compete for the overall championships. What what are your competitions? Which the you know I would have the platform for sure the chainsaw. Yeah, so I think uh, in a total of let's see, I got standing block chop, underhand axe throw, springboard chop, double buck, single buck, hot saw. So you know, seven eight events I'm going to be in this weekend, and I'm going to be looking to finish top. You know, you somewhere in the top and gain the points. You there. take the top points in four events. Or how many? Yeah, we take the top top uh, points in all events. Oh, you know, also, yeah. the more events you're in, the higher you rank in each event, the better off you are to win the overall. Yeah, and I'll just share a little bit, you know, again with the with the audience. I mean, Nate was one of these guys. I've been doing this for almost 30 years, and and I just figured, okay, here's another guy from California. Who is this cat? Yeah. And he came and he uh, he uh, he opened the eyes uh, last year, and he's really opened the eyes this year. So he he comes in fairly highly rated right now. Uh, he's got. He's got some. Uh, he's got some real stiff competition. We got some fellas coming over here from Australia, uh, New Zealand, a couple of guys out of uh, Canada uh, that are gonna that are gonna well, keep I him can, honest. I can tell he's got his game face on already. I mean, he looks like competition. I, a, I wouldn't want to go up against him. Yeah, he's in Hayward, just pacing around, ready. So I mean, he's uh, <laughs> kind of like the Tasmanian devil uh, himself. He's he's ready. Well, guys, we are uh, we're done. Uh, unfortunately, done with the segment. Want to thank you all for coming in, Peter. Thank you for bringing yep. some incredible guests with you. It's well, always fun. Thank you for having us once again, Brad and the listeners. Now, thanks for letting us in your house once again. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you all. We'll be uh, we'll be coming back after our last break here. Coming up at eleven, it's your daily fix of Rush, seven ten, and FM ninety eight point one WDSM. WDSM on AM 710 and now on FM 98.1. Baby, can't you feel that? Baby, don't you hear that? That's the sound of freedom calling our name. He's telling us that all we gotta do is turn the key. Let this feeling carry us away Baby, let's ride Chase a little 9.58, final moments of sound off. Wow, was that awesome, That Brad. was fantastic. That was a great segment. And again, if you get to our Facebook page, you got to take a look at some of these videos that's there uh, of the chainsaw competition. Amazing. You're going to want to get to Hayward yeah. this weekend. Thursday, yeah. Friday, and Saturday. Competition starts at about 11 o'clock. 
So I get down there. And, and you know what? There's so much to see and do in Hayward. Great places to eat. Have a great time as well. DJ, I understand uh, Smokey the Bear is going to be there. Hey, you know what? Smokey the Bear is having his uh, 75th anniversary. So, yeah, he's definitely going to be there. And they're going to have a whole kinds of uh, handouts and everything for the kids. It's now, you don't be, let Smokey touch a chainsaw or anything. That wouldn't no, be no, good no, at all. No, right? no. no, we keep the bear off the dock. Good, so. good. All right. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, again, thank you so much for coming in. We've got an hour left to do, folks, so don't go away. We will be back. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, if you haven't gotten your Copper Touch yet, make sure you do. Make sure you go to the website, coppertouch.com. It kills germs that you might have in your hands. You just rub it between your hands for about 45, 50 seconds. It'll kill off 94% of the germs you carry around on your hands. You can go to coppertouch.com or you can dial the 800 number, 1-800-793-2246. And we'll be back shortly with our number three here on Sound Off on a Tuesday morning. of the North. 98.1 K220 BFFM at 710 WDSMA Superior Duluth.